Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 50 of the Dynamax podcast. Um, episode 50 is a very, very special episode. Um, I am your guest host, Emily Nodine. I'm here with Matt Israelson, as always. And two things. Episode 50 marks a whole year of podcasting. It's a big milestone. Huge. Huge milestone. And we also have the most special guest yet. And that is Matt Strong, our podcast producer. Oh, so thank the, you very much. The tables are turning. Tonight, Matt and I will interview Matt. Grill you. Uh-oh. I'm nervous. So, I think I'm supposed to say, do we have announcements? Because that's what Matt usually does. We got any announcements? Do we have any announcements? <laughs> no, you, you we're, we're, we're both looking at Matt like, oh, yeah, I think you're supposed to take over now. Play yourself like you usually do. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, I'll, I'll remain in character. Okay. Um, we, we the, have a push, Paul. Yes. On August 11th. And we've already got entries, yes. Yep, we already have people signing we've up. We've received entries. It, it may fill up, folks, so I guess keep an eye on it. We, we the keep push posted, pull, but... The way I kind of put it out there on social media, it's like a low-key meet because it's not a full meet. Correct. Um, it's also in the summer. It's just kind of chill, and you're also done by about 1 p.m. So if you're someone like me who doesn't have the stamina to, like sit through a whole powerlifting meet, which I'm sure that's like shameful to admit. It's a really good meet if you just, you want to get your feet wet, you want to compete. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yes, it's our, one of our funnest, except for I guess our Christmas meet. Right. Yeah, I, I had a blast at last year, so I'm thinking about doing this year's. Yeah. Thinking about it. You ready for the 600? I know, I was going to map out, because that program, you, that uh, uh, from... You want to do that? From that uh, magazine, was like 15 weeks so no, that's an e- personal email from a guy. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So I was going to work it back 15 weeks to see where I would land and where I'd need so to So we're going to see him pull 600. Great. I've been waiting. Ah, me too. <laughs> well, she's got 300 somewhere. Yeah, I've been deadlifting again. I know. And I'm starting to like ramp the weight up, and I'm not having any pain. So you know, I'm trying like, not to put any pressure on myself, but I would love to get 300 someday. That's what that program is it's, about. It's no been pressure. a long time coming. Yep. Um, okay, so we're going to get into it. Um, I have some stuff I want to ask you about. Um, I, it's probably worth mentioning that I have no interview skills whatsoever. It's all right. So we're going to see how this goes. So but I hear that I mean, Matt didn't have any interview skills before he started podcasting. I've got about 50 weeks of experience. Okay, so one of the things I like most about this podcast is how you sort of dive into people's lifting history. And everybody has sort of like cringeworthy moments when they look back at their fitness career and we'll get into that but I want to talk I want to do that same thing but with the podcast so I want to hear about the background of like why did you decide to start a podcast like what was your motivation for doing so what have you learned over the past year so like how did this all start um well and, and, and let's just say this is amazing that you've been doing this for a whole year I think it's been a huge success and I think it's totally badass that you're doing it thank you so how um, did it start well, I mean, I, uh, you know, as funny as it sounds, like I kind of, I wanted to do something where I wanted to like put some content out there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that would be, whether it would be, you know, at one point I like, I think if you go, I don't know if it's on this phone or another phone, but if you go far back enough, I actually, I would, like tried to vlog at one point. Ooh, I did my research on you and I didn't find that. Tried to what? Vlo- video blog. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just like, hey guys, you know, I don't know. 
it didn't it didn't feel genuine. Okay. And it felt like I had to try really hard. And, and it, it shouldn't. Right, exactly. Because I think the people who are the best uh, at that, they're literally just filming their day. And right. it's like, and they're usually doing something pretty interesting. So me waking up early, going to my engineering job, coming here, you know, there's really not that much good, interesting content. Right. Um, so. None of us are that interesting. Well, I mean, it, it would, I mean, from seven to four, I can't really film anything, right. you know. And then from, it would, it was like the drive home. And then, like, coming into the gym, seeing the dudes, getting warmed up. That would have been, like, what the content was. Right. Then things get dicey. Yeah, exactly, because you got, you know, typical just gym life. Um, can I flip this over? This is going to freak me out. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, it's my timer, everybody. Um, I'm trying to be a good host and keep track of the time. I think that we had chatted about it, like... Yeah, I mean, we... It's, I kept daydreaming about it, but he made it happen. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you were in on this from the beginning. I thought yeah. it was like Matt came to you and said, "Hey, I want a no, podcast." No, I had and talked like, to sure. several people. Yeah, I can do that. And this guy's. Oh, made it okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, because so, I think it was like you know, I I, I want to say that this was going to be year three of me being here, two and a half years. Something maybe? like that. Yeah. I think so. Um. So you know, I think it was so. It had been about a year and a half, and you know, you start to realize that this gym has got. Something going on that most gyms don't have, and I just wanted to get it out there. You know, like it's hard to. I like explain to my coworkers or my non-lifting friends, like I'm lifting at this gym. It's a new gym, or it's not a new gym, but it's new to me, and I'm. It, it's cool. The people there are cool. It's different. And it's just like, but why? How? Right. And the podcast was a way to make that more tangible of like why this place, why I like this place, kind of. So you feel like it sort of had a story to tell and you wanted to tell the story. Exactly. Like, I don't think uh, I'd be able to do, like, a Fitness Factory podcast, you know, because there's just not uh, not that there's anything wrong with the Fitness Factory. Uh, it's a great great gym, but it's a different, different culture. And I right. think that the culture is what I'm podcasting about. That's why we had race car drivers and we got, you know, Marty Joyce. Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs and everybody in between. We've had, you know... Uh, Recovering addicts, other gym owners. That's right, too. Well, well, I think if that's what you wanted to accomplish, you've definitely done that because I think we've sort of heard all these these different stories from these different characters. And and what I love about it, too, is that there's just, like, such a variety of people. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're all 25-year-old bros or we're all... Or it's, you know, to contrast against, like, you know, say, like, Mark Bell's podcast where he has the resources to get to... The, the biggest 198 deadlift or the guy who's got right. the biggest multiply total ever and everybody in between where we have like a local strength I mean one of the some of the first episodes we're just talking about Maine is a blue collar state people have a lot of pride in being strong and working hard and that was it's kind of like it's less of a powerlifting podcast and more of like a strong people in Maine podcast well it's a cr- kind of a community podcast yeah, yeah exactly yeah and I think it's worth mentioning too that like when you're starting something like what you did you know if you're if you're gonna learn to ski or you're gonna learn to snowboard you go on the hill and you hope everybody has a video camera because you look like an idiot when you're doing something like this or when you're doing something like blogging or anytime you're putting content out there into the universe it takes some fucking guts because you know that there. you're gonna suck when you start mm-hmm. not that you suck you're kind of good from the beginning but you know it, it you're, you're very exposed, and that's pretty scary. It is, and I mean, you know, we've obviously gotten a little bit of criticism, um, but it's, I mean, day one, it was like, we just hit record, and then it was like, so Matt, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. And that was how it was born, you know? It, it, well, he's a natural, though. 
Well, I know, and and, and we're going to get to that. That's oh, sort okay. of one of my questions. But, like, did you have any background in this at all? Like, did you even know you were good at this? I mean, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Okay. Um, that was what sparked the original interest, too, was that right. I became, like, obsessed with Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, um, Mark Bell's podcast, uh, Stuff You Should Know, Jocko Willink's uh, podcast. And I just was like, why can't I do this? And then you're like... Maybe I can do yeah. this. But I didn't have any real experience. Um, I've never taken like a public speaking class or anything. At one point, I, in college, I just, I had to do a presentation and my, you know, colleagues, teammates or whatever were all shaken up about it. And I'm like, we have the best presentation. We know all these people. What are we afraid of? And I kind of yeah. just, I heard of, uh, an analogy once that uh, speaking in public is like swimming in the ocean. doesn't matter how deep it is. You just keep swimming. So it doesn't matter if it's three people or a hundred people or a thousand people or two people that gets broadcasted to the world, you know? That's that's an awesome analogy. Yeah, I do a ton of public speaking at work, but even the first time Matt and I did, I'll call, I'm using air quotes, a seminar. It's not really a seminar. It's like a, these are the rules for the powerlifting meet. Mm-hmm. The first time we did that, I was like, oh my God, I've never like public spoken about powerlifting. What mm-hmm. the hell do I know about powerlifting? Um, and I was nervous. Yeah. But it's you're right. Like as soon as you get into it, it just doesn't matter. You're just talking to talking to one person. Yeah. Do it, you do you do a lot of public speaking at, at work? No. I mean, I gotta you know get up in front of you know if if we have a, if I might run a meeting. That's okay. about okay. As, as much as it gets. But yeah, the when you start to choke, like when you start to choke at work, it just kind of <clears> seems more natural to get back. To your feet on your feet when you right. start choking on the podcast, it's just like a slippery slope downhill. I, I'd say I've listened to maybe like at least forty of the fifty episodes, and I don't remember choking. I don't, I don't remember ever thinking like shit, Matt's choking. Yeah. I never <laughs> choked, but there was definitely times where like I could tell that I was like tiptoeing. You know, I was on thin ice. Yeah. It was uh, specifically the one that I remember. It was the Lauren Dyer podcast okay. it was freezing yeah in oh your, yeah that's true and like i couldn't remember if i had asked her a question or not uh, and i didn't want to sound but i think we wrote i think we made it work did you hear it i did i don't remember but sometimes i listen to it over the course of a couple days mm-hmm. so i'm not sure i would have picked up on that anyway. but I, I think he felt it but i don't think exactly anybody else did. well i mean it's the same when you're public speaking in like a professional setting it's like even if you feel nervous they don't pers- necessarily yeah. you, you mix that. up like two words and most people won't pick up on it but in your head you're like god i just messed up well honestly if you mess up it makes you like a little more human and yes. i feel like that's relatable and that's not always a bad thing mm-hmm. that's fine okay cool so over the past year, can you mention maybe, like, a few things that you feel like you've learned or that you've improved on? As far as, like, what, podcasting? Yeah, goes? like, what have been some of the takeaways of, like, now that you have a year of podcasting under your belt, what do you think? I think I found that the best podcasts are not interviews. Okay. They're conversations. Um, I think some of the best, our most successful ones have just been you and I, Maddie and I, shooting the shit about... Uh, like bench pressing, deadlifting, bands, barbells, different types of barbells and stuff. Those you said you kind of like those too. I love. They're actually. I was just telling Matt before the podcast started. Those are some of my favorites. I feel like you're really in your element in those informational podcasts. Frankly, I feel like like the stories of all the people. They're really interesting to me because they're my friends mm-hmm. and I like hearing about it. I don't have a great sense of like the general public. I'm sure they are interested, but I think like. Joe Schmo off the street who's into powerlifting, they love hearing those informative podcasts. Exactly. And it's like, so we're biased about like, you know, I think some of the gym favorites have been like the Carson episode, the Carolyn Braun right, episode, right. but 
to a guy in New York. Oh, oh beyond right. here. Yeah, they're not going to know exactly. who Carolyn Braun is or who right. Carson Wood is. And but it might be like, oh, cool, there's a rabbi that lifts, but it's like deal. it doesn't have that personal connection. Right. right, or for the Carson interview, you know, we, we wanted to touch on the fact that he's blind. I don't think we got into it in like 10 minutes, until 10 minutes in. No. And, right, because uh, you don't want to make it about that. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it just flowed. It didn't, didn't even come up, really. Right. Yeah. Um, so. I'd say... Uh, and that, that's another thing, too, is that sometimes you have certain things that you think are going gonna to be super interesting to talk about, and you don't even end up talking about them. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, with Chandon, I had this whole thing to get into his chunk nickname. Yeah, we never got to that. Never yeah. even, and that was, I thought that was one of our better interviews, too. Oh, well, yeah, it flowed very well. Yeah. I was telling Katie today, Chandon is like, he's just, he's poised, and he, like, you would never guess he's a teenager. He's very articulate. No. no. Yeah. He's really, everything he said was like, Pop, pop, pop. He didn't have to say it. I feel like he prepared. He might have. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess he, he studies for everything. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So other than other than the Lauren Dyer interview where you were freezing and like losing it, do you have any like particularly cringeworthy moments from the past year? No, I mean there would be a few. There was a few just tough interviewees that mm-hmm. you know when you say, so tell me about your lifting or like so tell me about this and they go, yes. And they don't kind of go off on it. Pull it right out of them. Right. So that, it just makes me work harder. Like, I kind of found that, I mean, the most enjoyable podcasts are the ones that I don't have to try the hardest at. That's why the ones where we're just talking, you know, we have bullet points, but I don't have to have a full page of questions. Those tend to be the ones that... Most natural. Yeah. And I know who you're talking about. And he's, he he got him going. That was it. Well, eventually he did warm up. And you got to like, pry people. You got to pry right. some people open. Um, and it also can kind of brings up the point that someone who is an awesome character and an uh, just like a really interesting person, super strong, mm-hmm. just might not be fit for a podcast. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Who? Uh, Joe Rogan just had one of the, uh, the Rolling Stones. Oh I love the Joe Rogan podcast, for the record. But it was an awful podcast. Oh, oh who was it? Oh, my God. It was Stephen Tyler. Oh, he's... Aerosmith, Aerosmith, sorry. Okay. Um, and it was awful. Why? Because he, he, just... he couldn't stay on topic for five minutes oh, really? on anything. And he starts telling this wild story, and then he starts telling another wild yeah, story. Yeah, he's going to be fried. It, <laughs> it's got to be, right? But so, I mean, it kind of, you know, shoot, you You think, oh, my God, Stephen Tyler on Joe Rogan, like, this right, is going to be right. a must-listen. And then you're like... Right, and some of his guests who I have no clue who they are, they just talk about interesting stuff, and it's very engaging. Yeah, right. that those end up being the best. The the ones where you learn something about somebody instead of having expectations about what they're gonna say. Totally. Like, you like want them to say something cool or like super badass or. Okay, so what about this have you found to be most rewarding? And I don't tell you all the time, but I I manage all the social media for the gym. I get random people, not super regularly, but not that infrequently, just being like, hey, I love the podcast. And I try to tell you, but I forget. Um, So people listen, and I think that's cool. Like, other than that, what would you say has been most rewarding about this? I mean, one of the most rewarding things was going to the USAPL meet. And hearing people talk about the podcast to me, not That's knowing awesome. that I produced it. Oh, okay. Just they were just talking about the Dynamax podcast. I've no heard shit. people say that elsewhere, not even at that. That's the guy that does the podcast. And oh the, yeah, people yeah. know you yeah. for that. I, that is weird. Um, or it's it's kind of weird, but to hear that that like it's gone beyond the Dynamax walls. Yeah. You know, right. or it's gone beyond like you know what do they call it? Like the three degrees of separation. Yeah. Right. It's like slowly growing. Um, that and just like I mean the the quantitative things like the views 
Right. You know, views are like likes, essentially. To see it growing and to see it. And you focus on the numbers a lot in the beginning, and at first it's very discouraging because you get like 14 likes and you're like, okay, how many people were at the gym that day? 14. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Who cares? Like, you're still producing something. You're still creating content. Um, but the number one most rewarding thing is, is just getting like the random, every now and then I'll get a message from someone at the gym that just said like, dude, today's, or like for Theo uh, messaging me about the Noah podcast saying like, dude, that helped me. Oh yeah. That is huge. Yeah. Cause that is like, it takes it more. I'm not just creating content. I'm not just getting some imaginary clout levels higher. I'm actually producing something that somebody else is benefiting from that's huge to me right and even if it's just one or two people who has a big impact on that's meaningful yeah if i can help if i help one person sober up become and start lifting weights and start taking weightlifting more seriously if it, if i do that one time per year every 50 episodes i'll be freaking fired up you yeah. know okay so this is a question from michael did i interrupt you no i just i don't want to go too far without i don't want to forget this Five people said, I, well, I can do pocket, blah, blah, blah. He's the one that put it together and made it all happen. Matt Strong. Right. And I think a big part of, like, succeeding at this kind of thing is showing the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've been doing. And I'm going I back, mean, like, two years when I was saying, hey, I'd like to do a podcast. Yeah, I can help. We'll do that. I'll get this shit. And I don't know. Okay, this is it. so interesting to me because never in a million years would I have thought that this idea originated with Matt. Honestly, don't take this the wrong way. I would have thought you didn't know what a podcast was. I do know what a podcast Because you were, you liked the, you like Louis, uh, you like Louis podcast. Yeah, I like Louis, but I, you know, this is a snowball, right? Yeah. I didn't know what he was talking about. Oh, okay. I can eat some snowballs. I got, uh, well, whatever. I wouldn't have done that either. <laughs> He's talking about the microphone. Yeah. 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 Those are expensive snowballs, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say before I forgot. I was okay. going to say, I definitely think that I would quantify this as fake until you make it. Because yeah. it was like, I recorded the podcast and then had to like Google, how do you upload a podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, it, it, and we can take it down, like three notches down. All these people, I'm going to do a meet. I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to get into this. Same idea. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you with that podcast. Put your money where your mouth Bingo. is. Bingo, right. Or put your something. There's put, no money. Yeah, put your lifting belt where you Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so what's I, next? I just don't want to pass over that. No, what's, yeah, that's good. So what's coming down the pipeline for the podcast? Do you have a plan moving forward? I mean, I'd like to get some uh, big ticket names. That's okay. kind of, that's a big goal. Like um, who, if you could have anybody either. So as funny as it sounds, like my, I don't know, at one point, Maddie, we had talked about, I think this might have been during like episode three or yes. something. I had asked, you know, who, if, if anyone we could get on the podcast, who it would be. I am still dying to get Scotty Too Hotty, Scott Garland. The professional wrestler from Westbrook on this podcast. He was like my favorite wrestler growing up, and the fact that he—I didn't—I knew he was from Maine. I didn't realize he was from Westbrook. It's meant to be. So, I'd love to get him on there. Or emailed him, right? I've—I've I've, uh, reached out to him on social media. I gotta just try a little harder. I hate like, I know. asking favors or being like, "Hey, can you get me in contact with this person?" It feels very—that to me feels very ingenuine. So we need to figure out who we know. That also knows him. And, and I do have some, like, you know, you talk about, like, I know somebody who knows a guy who knows him. And, like, it'd be a huge stretch. Okay. But I just have to basically, I almost, like, my ego kind of said, I don't want to message that guy. I'm going to go directly to Scott. But you know how when you uh, 
message someone that you're not friends with, it's supposed to like a request. Right, and they probably never see it. And he's you know certified, has the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of right. followers, so he probably just. So I had to. I'm gonna have to bite my ego a little bit to get to ask more for so more help. What is his real name? I think it's Scott Garland. Okay. Could you could you like comment on one of his photos or something? I've done I, that. I know that I mean, feels like probably really, a million people do that. Yeah, I'd really like to put him in a position where he'd kind of want to be on the podcast. Right. That's the bigger thing, you know. Well, hey, maybe maybe we could pitch it as like support your local community. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Know. He does a he does a lot of. Uh, I know he's connected with the uh, Catalyst for Change, dude. The uh, just a kid for me. Remember those? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how that would that would be my connection is through that guy, okay. who I don't really know, but works above my girlfriend. So it'd be like, right. I'd have to like go to one of their pop ups, buy a hat, <laughs> and then like, oh by the way. So you've clearly thought about this. A, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, is he is he a real WWE? Yeah. Okay. He, he um. I don't mean anything, Scott. No. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he was. I think at one point probably tag team championship or really? world heavyweight. He might have been intercontinental. Um, he knows the Davis. Oh yeah. <laughs> his signature, he had the his signature move was the worm. Okay. You don't remember that? He had the uh, bucket hat with his hair sticking straight up. I don't think so. He was uh, too cool was his group with Rikishi. No. Anyways, I'd love to get him on. Um, other big names. I mean Bill Kazmaier's in Bill has been here. In the state, I would love to try to get him on this. I mean, I'd love to, like, I'm thinking that maybe I would have to travel to a little bit or Skype with people. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of the podcasts I listen to, their interviews are not, um, like, they're not sitting in a room together. Yeah. So maybe oh. you could eventually evolve to they're that. They're remotes or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like, they're, like, it's like a phone call, essentially, that's recorded. Yeah, so one of, like, the first uh, Mark Bell podcast, they had Stone Cold Skype in. Okay. And I'm like, oh, freaking Stone Cold. I love Stone Cold. I'm it. It's awful. Because you awful? can't hear anything right. Right. through the Skype. Oh. And that's why I pushed to get the microphones like right off. I'm not, I wasn't complaining. No, no, no. <laughs> but the reason why I push is because I think if we had the most interesting people in the world on here, but with scratchy microphones, yes. nobody would want to listen to okay. it. Yeah, it's distracting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The, the audio quality is like number one. Yeah. yeah. What's next? Uh, I'd love to have uh, four mics somehow, too. How much does one of these cost? Not that much. Oh, two more of these? Yeah, but it, it has to do with the software that I use. Uh, I have to go from right. software to hardware. Hey! Hey, Hello. we have a drop-in, guys. We got a drop-in. This is good timing. We're about to switch gears. I think that uh, Ryan Montague has some questions for you. Oh, God. Here, come on in. Hello. So, yes, if you don't mind, I'll ask Matt just a couple questions. Yeah. Great. Maybe one. Keep it PG. Maybe one sort of <laughs> personal. I apologize if I, my elbows stink, Emily. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one sort of personal question and sort of a fun question. Yeah. And the first question, the personal question, feel free. I know you and I, we've talked about it privately. Mm-hmm. Feel free not to answer. Um, just tell me to shut the fuck up if it's inappropriate or you don't want to answer. Um, sort of involves your parents, your mom and dad. Yeah. Um, I just want to know, how did they react when they found out that you pulled sumo? <laughs> Is that something... Because I know you're, you shared on social media, and so they, they know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Did it, it was, cause any family drama? I, I haven't I mean, I, it's 2018, since. so obviously, you know what I mean? It's not the 50s, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a tough question to respond to. <laughs> um, no, okay. So, a fun question for you. Yeah. You're a big meat guy. Yeah. You love meat? I like... Cooking meat? Yeah. For, for people who maybe aren't as into meat as you are, like cooking meat, yeah. types of meat... 
Um, what are, what's like a basic thing that most people might not be aware of when it comes to just like cooking a steak or cooking chicken or something? Like what's what's something basic that they can do to improve their meat consumption experience? Do you think this is a great <laughs> question? That the biggest difference does not do occur when you cook it or what seasoning you put on it. it has everything to do with you do before and after. Okay. You got to take it out of the fridge like five hours before you cook it. Really? You want it to be room temp. Really? Because you want it to be like close. Think about you know going yeah. from fifty or you know what's a fridge thirty eight degrees yeah. onto a hundred and eighty yeah. degree or four hundred degree grill versus that extra thirty degrees. So as soon as you put it on, it's going to tense up. Yeah. And especially then, this is big with steak, is you want to take it off and let it sit. So what I do is I put it in the microwave. I don't microwave it. Yeah, yeah. But I just stick it in the microwave as like a thermal little blanket thing. Yeah. And I let it, you let all the juices settle. Yeah. Is that after you cook it or before you cook it? After. After you cook it. So yeah, take you, so like if I'm doing my meal prep, I wake up early and uh, the first thing I do is take everything out of the fridge. Just let it sit. Yeah. And sometimes I'll come here, you know, work out, or I'll get some errands done, do some stuff in my car, get gas, you know, maybe I forgot something at the grocery store, but the first thing I do, sometimes I'll even leave it out overnight. Yeah. On Saturday night, I'll leave it out for, you know, people would get nervous, like, you know, germs and stuff, yeah. you're going to zap it, you're going to cook it, yeah. don't worry about it. Okay. Um, you got to just let it get to room temp. I think that's the biggest thing. That's a great answer. Never heard, never heard anyone do that. Really? So that's, yeah, well, for people who aren't... Really into meat, I guess. I mean, which I eat a lot of meat, but I never thought about it that way. So this is a really good segue to a question that I need to ask, and then we will get to your other question. Okay. The people want to know, what is East Coast meat all about? Oh man! I know. I hate to ask you. This is actually because I think I know the answer. Jesus. But you know, this is what being the interviewee is all about. This is a uh, this is a kind of a weird question. I know. Or a weird. This is going to sound super weird. So. When I was probably my junior year of college, I don't know how, like, me and my friends just loved barbecuing. Like, that was how we partied. Yeah. We we would literally, like, you know, day parties, hey, bring bring anything but hot dogs and we'll put it on the grill. And uh, East Coast, that's how, like, the East Coast meat, like, chant. We would yeah. carve it into bathroom stalls oh, God. and oh, God. write it on walls or, like, on so, palm so tables. Like gang, almost. Kind of, but it, the... The origin of it was like we we joked about this stupid idea of having like barbecue themed porn. Okay. And it would always like start at the barbecue, you're cooking, and then like somebody, it, it always would start at the grill. Yeah. And that's what East Coast Meat was like supposed to be. Okay. It was a porn website. And so I made my, I changed my username to East Coast Meat from whatever it was. I just held on to it. Yeah. And it just stuck. Okay. I, I'd watch it. And uh, it obviously didn't materialize, but at one point, I mean, or we were, did it? You got to go. You got to go deep to find out. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a for the longest time. It was like the the uh, most popular fake porn website on the internet. Nice. All right. Okay. On that note. Yeah. So sorry you asked, but no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. All right. That's what East Coast Meat was, and uh, it just stuck. And then it was like. It was too, it had too good of a ring to let it go. I know it's good. It's really yeah, good. And at one yeah. point, I like I looked it up, and there was no butchers or anything called East Coast Meat. There was one place in Scotland that had East Coast Meat. That was the only one. So I was like, I am just going to hang on to this for the intellectual property until I figure out what I want to do. Do with you it. have the URL? I don't have the URL, but I have East Coast Meat at gmail.com, and I forgot the 
password like as soon as I made it. I'm going to buy the URL and then sell it to you. <clears throat> what about, have you thought about any synergy between East Coast Meat and Dynamax? What if we have a meat that's the East Coast Meat? I like it. Holy shit. I like it. Um, well, so at one point I was thinking about like how could we do like barbecue, live music, powerlifting meat? I'll just get some to cook outside of a meat. Well, I was literally like, imagine, you know, you've got like a, a circular venue, and on either end, you got one end, you got a stage for music, one end, one end you got a stage for a monolith, powerlifting stage. And you got death metal on one side. I know. Or, or maybe it would start powerlifting and then go to death metal or something. It, it doesn't make, this was before I powerlifted, so. The only problem would be if you had the barbecue on one end, the death metal on one end, and the powerlifting in the middle. Everyone would be at the ends for mm-hmm. the barbecue and the death metal because yep. no powerlifting is boring. Yep. Let's watch powerlifting. Um, so my other question for you is: you before you started like powerlifting, you were like into sort of like bodybuilding yeah. stuff, and you got a good base of muscle, pretty jack dude. Um, do you feel that benefited you transitioning into powerlifting with, with a solid base of muscle and? Oh, one hundred percent. I think that it kind of injury proofed me to an extent. Um, it, it, the biggest thing was that it gave me like the discipline for weightlifting. Yeah, and you know I always kind of just was like I, I just want to outwork that dude next to me. Yeah, that guy's picking up fifties. I want to pick up sixties. You know that that's all it was. And uh, it, it def. I mean I, somehow my I learned how to squat and bench quasi correctly. I can show you some deadlift videos from like two years ago, two and a half years ago. You showed me some of your early sumo pulls. And they're awful. It's so you're, you weren't a natural at it. It's, no. you've, worked, you've perfected it through work. I had to, it took a long time. I mean, I could show you videos of me. I used to, uh, like one of the first times I pulled 405, I'm wearing gloves, <laughs> lifting gloves. And the gloves weren't even enough, so I took at the Humane gym. Paper towels. No, they had like sweat rags. <laughs> and I, I tied them. I basically used them as like straps yeah. on top of okay. my. I also started from the top. Like okay. I yeah, started yeah. up, walked back, yeah. did a yeah. single or a double or something, and then re-racked it. Yeah. So if you watch, if you watch you deadlift, if you see you deadlifting now, sumo pulling now, you look like a natural. But that's not the case. You not even close. I, I think I still have the videos on my phone, yeah. and it's too close together, not far enough legs. You know, the toe and thigh angle doesn't line up at yeah. all. Still wearing gloves. As part, of, <laughs> as part of my research for this this podcast episode, I went to the very bottom of Matt's Instagram feed. Actually, both of them, his personal, ah. which is private. Um, the less known. The, the less known. Um, and, yeah, I saw a lot of that, and I saw a lot of videos of him lifting with his shirt off. Yeah, Which I no tried idea. to poke fun at him for like lift for like liking to take his shirt off, and he totally denied it. And then I went on his Instagram, and it was all the evidence was there. Um, Never here. So that. yeah, as but, you, <laughs> but you you've well that was the thing. As soon as the videos started being at Dynamax, there was no more shirt with nope. Funny how that happens. Well, thank you for letting me pop in. And uh, great question. Yeah. I hope you oh, uh, take oh. your steak out early. One final question. I do that. Where did you get the nickname the Purple Wizard? You know, I have this really annoying uh, guy that I work out with <laughs> that makes up nicknames for people and pretends that they and use just, them. And it's just, and that just stuck. And it just, I think it fits really well. Yeah, once I start, uh, I, what I what I forgot to mention was after the podcast, the, the real next step is just SoundCloud rap. Yeah. And so Purple Wizard will be the that name. That can also yeah. be your porn name. You're supposed to be a porn name, Purple Wizard. Just saying. All right. Wow. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. For that Thanks valuable for so so let's get into this a little bit more because you always talk about everybody's fitness history. Yes. 
And um, I know we, I know in past episodes, like I said, I've listened to most of them. You've talked about this quite a bit, so we don't need to spend too much time there. But how did you, how did you get started? How did you end up at Dynamax? Let's hear that story. Well, got started lifting at uh, Orno. Uh, I, li- I went to Andrew. I lived in Androscoggin, and I was on the end of Androscoggin that was the closest to the gym. So literally, like I would walk out of my dorm and be like, "There's a." Beautiful twenty million dollar gym. This so is that big new. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, please. That great big new one. Yeah. Okay. The rec center. All right. Um, and I my thought, my intern keeps telling me. About it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's nice. Yeah. Uh, we have, it's, Matt has an intern now. I bet. Yes, he didn't know. I bet. It's um, very official. It's uh <laughs> that was an idea that came from the podcast, if I'm not mistaken. What was that? The intern. I brought it up, but maybe I brought it up in the podcast. He emailed me. Maybe, maybe, maybe he, heard, he it. heard it. There you go. I'll take See? it. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <I> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you you were not lifting weights until you were in college. Never lifted weights ever. Okay. Until I was in college. Uh, I mean, I was on the track team. I was on the cross country team. I was into aggressive rollerblading. So you know, I was I had like a, kind of an athletic background, mm-hmm. and I kind of had like the this weird athletic edge where like. I knew that I wasn't going to be better than anybody at any sport that involved a ball, but I felt like I could jump higher than them, I could run faster than them, okay. or that I could do more pull-ups than them, or whatever it was. Or that I could... I also had a pretty uh, labor-intensive job working at uh, Lobster Pound, so pulling out you know 100-pound crates of lobsters and trying to basically do like a clean to right, get them onto right. a... Uh, is aggressive rollerblading like roller derby? No, it's uh, they call it ag- aggressive rollerblading. Is like the uh, official term. Okay. Fruit booting would be like the uh, I didn't know. would be like the uh, kind of a degrading term. But it's basically like rollerblading take on skateboarding almost. Where like right. it's grinding. Okay, uh, it's not just like for uh, like grinding rails. So I'm a roller derby fan. I know. We went to a roller That's derby right. game yeah. together. It was really fun. I used to We're love fans. watching roller derby on, we used to be on TNT. So, do you have any videos of yourself rollerblading? Because we could use that as, like, the promotional materials for this podcast, and I think it would be awesome. Yeah, there's some video. If you look up uh, Matt Strong on YouTube, you could find okay. videos of me skating. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but, so, you know, I've told the story of, you know, uh, Learning how to squat on the Smith machine, right, and right, blah right. blah blah. You have some cringeworthy moments, but I, we all do. And frankly, it's like I want to call them shameful moments, but there's nothing to be ashamed of because we all start somewhere. No, it's just like a uh, it's something you look back and laugh on. Right, yeah, totally. that's, that's all it is. Um, but I think it was uh, I don't really know what it was that kind of like pushed me over the edge to come to Dynamax, but I was very frustrated with my lifting. Mm-hmm. I was hurting myself a lot. Zero progress. Um, fitness factory? Well, no, I was actually at, a, I would get like a day pass to fitness factory okay. and just friggin' blow my shoulder or my wrist <laughs> out or okay. whatever. And I even, I mean, I went to the extent of convincing my work to buy a squat rack. Yeah. Buy, the, buy a barbell, buy weights, the whole nine oh, yards. They have a fitness room. They, yeah, they do. Uh, and they, they had some other stuff, but they had a Smith machine at the time. I'm like, you guys need a real squat rack so that I can bench in there, squat in there. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I can't believe they went for that. Ah, uh, yeah, but I was on. I made sure that I was on the fitness committee, right. and yeah. uh, <laughs> the person they had. Yeah, it's still there, and there are people that use it yeah. that didn't use it prior to it being there, which my, is cool. My work gym, it, it's like a Planet Fitness. They only have preloaded preloaded barbells and dumbbells, and I asked, and they said it's an insurance thing. Like the second you have something that can fall off mm. of something, 
it, your insurance costs way more. So I'm surprised that they would go for that. Yeah, I mean, it's got like, I mean, it's kind of two rooms where there's like, you know, uh, three treadmills and two uh, ellipticals. Um, and then they've got like, you know, the old school, kind of like the four-way cable machine where yes, it's like yes, yes. a leg press on one side and chest press on the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's one of those, the, a literal Bowflex. Okay. And a dumbbell rack that yeah. goes up to 65. That's in Auburn. Yep. Yours is in Cambridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was that pushed me over, but I was just very frustrated with like uh, my lifting. And I've always, and like, since once I caught the bug, like, lifting was a huge part of my life. So it was like, I need to continue to be good at this. Right. And right. like, I kind of like hit a stride in college where like, I started to progress a little bit more than my friends, and it, I started to have more, like, of a, you know, my physique changed more than right. my friends who were lifting, and so, like, people started to notice, like, oh, you, you, I had pride in it, you know, right. and it it sucked that it wasn't going anywhere for, for a while. And it wasn't so, going anywhere physique-wise or strength-wise? Strength-wise. I never really cared about the phys- My mentality has always been lift more. And everything else is a side effect. Right. You know, as long as I get stronger, I don't care about anything Well, else. and having gone back two years in your Instagram, like, you've definitely filled out quite a bit. Like, you, you, you were, I don't know, what's the word? Like, you were built, but you're not, you're not, you weren't you as thick like, as you are now. Thicker. Yes, thank you. So, I mean, I eventually kind of, and I remember like, okay, I want to go to Dynamax. This is where I'm going to go. It's two minutes from my house. Okay, I'm going to so, go there. So were you nervous? I was. Okay. I, I was very nervous. And the first thing I did was I called. And I got no answer. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, literally, I put it off like probably two weeks. Really? After the phone call. You're, you're one of those guys that doesn't leave a message. No. Yeah, my our generation, I don't know, no, know if we're I the same generation, we don't fucking call people on the phone. I know. It's well, too scary. Well, I was expecting there to be like a, like a receptionist, yeah. you know? That's me. And um, <laughs> so I, uh, I eventually I was Dynamax. like, <laughs> how can I help you? I remember literally, like, I remember like, all right. Like, I, I could fork... It was like, I, I remember thinking, like, okay, I could take the easy route of spending the 15 bucks or the 10 bucks or whatever it is to get a day pass at Fitness Factory, or I can get out of my comfort zone and check out this new gym. That's what I did, and I walked in, and Maddie Good was there. Good for you. High and five. And it was Maddie, Carolyn, and a former trainer. That, no, uh, Chris. The bald-headed guy? Oh, yeah, I remember Chris. I'm trying to yeah. find It was somebody else. But uh, Chris, if you're listening... We- we don't know what you want. I'll let you know who it was afterwards. But oh, okay. It ended up working out really good because um, it, it, was, it was a very small group. Yes. And the, the person that was there was extremely helpful. Okay. Um, and he was basically like, hey, I'm getting a uh, group of guys together. We're going to squat on Thursday. Okay. And it was, it was a Tuesday. And I was like, I'll see yeah. you Thursday. Okay. Cool. Okay, so that. you fell right into it. Uh, and then it was like, you know, hey, and then it was, right. I got introduced to everybody. And right. And that makes it easier for sure. I also, I'm pretty sure I pulled 500 within three weeks of being here. And that was just like. Conventional? No, sumo. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I, had, I mean, even if you look at those sumo pulls versus my sumo pulls yeah. now, it's night and day. Um, mm-hmm. But that was something where like I got buckled. Absolutely buckled trying to pull 500. I saw it on your Instagram when I was researching. You like tried 500 and you failed it, and then like three weeks later you posted, "I just pulled pulled 500 for a double, no big deal," or something like that. Oh yeah, I missed it at the uh, Iron Will. I remember like everything it took to get 505 from a block pull at the Fitness Factory, and then started following a program here. I I mean, so my first uh, my first ever five or was it 500 pounds? It was 495, five plates. 
I like completely missed. I got a video, but I completely missed like myself. I still posted oh, it. It's the worst. <laughs> I still posted it because I was so proud of myself right. for getting it, you know? So that was, uh, and then the rest of the You mean you had the bar? And not, no, like, so it was, like, pointed, like, I had it, like, on the GHR. Oh, okay, yeah. That's... And it's, like, you know, 90% GHR yeah, pad, right. and then, like, my head. Right. So all you see is, like, <laughs> the, the first time I ever benched a plate, I put it up for four reps with, like, no pause. I'm sure my form was terrible. But I, I had, like, this was before I used a tripod. I propped it up on a weight stack. And the video is, like, me walking to the bench and getting set up, and then the camera goes... Falls onto over. the floor yeah. and I sent it to my coach anyway because I was like I don't fucking care I just benched a plate yep. one of the first times <laughs> I ever squatted four plates it was the same thing I had it propped up again I had my phone propped up against a bucket at the fitness factory so like as I squatted the thing went like this <laughs> it's the worst yeah because if it's not on Instagram it's like you never did it yeah and plus well, you don't want to do it again right well not when it's max effort right <laughs> okay and you so, have no spot yeah so what made the difference in those three weeks when you failed 500 to when you pulled it was it just like a form adjustment or like I think it was camaraderie I never lifted with anybody before oh, okay. I started coming to Dynamax okay. that's a huge it can't be a strength thing now in three weeks no down to three weeks so, exactly right equipment I'm, I bet was a part of it having a, having yep. a real good uh, bar, a real bar exactly, and just like good people. The first the first person saying, "Hey, pick your hips up a little bit." Oh, oh, okay, yeah, or and Sumo. exactly, and then it was like now the it, the weight's moving twice as fast, right? Like better leverages. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, Crystal Joy said, oh, "You're really good at sumo. You should try picking your hips up a little yeah. bit." Yeah. And then sure yeah. enough, there boom. you go. Shout out to Crystal Joy. Thanks, Crystal Joy. Bingo. Okay, so let's back up a minute because I'm curious about when you were making no progress and hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like when you were lifting on your own, what were you doing? Were you following like some program you found online? Were you just like totally winging it every day? I was pretty much totally winging it every day. Um, I did the squat every day program. That was right. The only I remember hearing about that program that I did. And <laughs> I remember hearing about that. all that consisted of. I would do 135 for three, 225 for two, 315 for one every day, no matter what. Yeah. And it definitely helped my squat, but there would be a couple times where if you have, you you know you you try to do that after actual squat day or like leg day or deadlift day, yes. And you're pretty fatigued, and I blew my back out a bunch, Ooh. which was like I, at one point I was at the beach uh, skipping rocks with Lauren, and I went to skip one, and you know we're probably like you know 50 yards apart, and it was like I was paralyzed. I, <gasps> But this is since you were here. No, this was before. This before. was before, okay. yeah. Actually, those, like, rotating movements. Mm-hmm. And there was one really time where I was, the I was thing there is. walking up the stairs at my work and just, like, a tiny tweak. And, you know, I, yep. blew, my, I blew my back out walking well, up the stairs. That's what it happens. It doesn't happen. Don't take this the wrong way, but, like, you're pretty fucking young. Like, you shouldn't be having that kind of problem when you're right. 24 years old. Right. That's, like, exactly. that, that's, that's a problem. Going for another beverage. Okay. Oh no, I have one here. You want this one? You brought your own. I brought my own. Okay. Thank you. Um. Okay. Right, can I pour some of that in here? Yeah, please. We're just refreshing our beverages, everybody. Matt with his root beer. No, we're switching up the water. Switching up to water. We gotta drive. Um. Okay. So I'm really curious about. It sounds like you had a really positive first experience at Dynamax. Um, but I would love to hear like what you thought about this place before you came here, because I'm always sort of like, I was terrified. What do, people, what do people think about us? Like, I know that women are really intimidated to come here. Um, I don't know about men. I don't really have like a good objective perspective because I never felt that way. But 
People must think we're like we're weirdos. The only thing that was on the Dynamax po- uh, Facebook when I was looking into this place was five hundred to six to seven hundred pound bench presses. Right. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Right. You were right. on the board or something? No, like actually, it was Greg oh, or it. other folks hitting. Oh, okay. Huge, and I didn't understand what multiply or yeah. like right. weird powerlifting was. Okay. And I right. see these guys. Oh, big bench night for so and so, and it's like you know, and with the boards and everything, and it's like. Kind of like you know the death metal, and there's like six people spotting these huge freaking bearded yeah. dudes, and I was just thinking like that place is not for a little shrimp like myself, right? And that it kind of took, it was just brutally. It was very. It seemed it, honestly, I thought that this was a place that you either had to be invited to or that you had to be like it was private coaching only. Oh, okay. so like I kind of thought that if I started lifting here, it was going to be, you know, how like you know. More than thirty bucks a month by quite a bit, you know. So then that being sorry. Go ahead. It's just interesting because I'm in the forest, so I can't see it. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder too. Right. So that being the case, what made you dial up Matt's phone number? You were like, I, I need a change. I gotta do. Something. I I mean, even though like you know, I mentioned that I was definitely in a comfort zone. I've always been into reaching out of my comfort zone a little bit, and I think that I was at a point. Where, you know, I had been in my comfort zone for so long. And right. it had been so long since I had gone out of my comfort zone that it was a time right. to do something different. Yeah, I can relate to that. And that's actually something I, like, people think of this as a powerlifting gym. It is a powerlifting gym. It's always going to be primarily a powerlifting gym. We don't have any fucking cardio equipment except that one rusty bike. Um, so this is not the place you yeah. come if you want to do circuit training. This is not the place you come if you want to do cardio or plyos or fucking anything. Because we don't even have space to do abs. But, like, I really try on the social media to show, like, people of all different fitness levels. Primarily because I don't want people to be intimidated. Like, we're actually really friendly. Everybody here is super friendly. And this is, like, a gym for literally anybody that wants to lift heavy shit. Yeah, I thought that she does a great job. I've been trying to, like, sort of show that. And I never want to come out and say, this isn't just a powerlifting gym. But that's actually kind of true. Like, probably only, like, half the people here powerlift competitively. Actually going to train and compete. Yeah, right. Probably, right. maybe it's a quarter of the people that actually be. consistently train here. They, they do are, the movements, but how many are actually going to... Right, and we have all the stuff. If yeah. you want to be a geared power lifter, if you want to be a high-level competitive power lifter, but, like, I don't power lift. A lot of the people here are just want to be healthy and, and strong and, like, you and know... around big guys. I, I try to sort of, like, get that out there without saying it explicitly, but, like, no, it, it sounds a, like that's what you were missing. You do a good job at that because you do post the everyday lifts, kind of. And, or, I, let me rephrase that. You are posting big lifts from every type of individual that lifts here. Yeah. I try. I Not try. just the biggest lifts from right. the biggest dudes at the biggest times, right. you know? Because it's one of those things, like, if all you, if all you post is 700-pound benches... Right. You're not going to attract a crowd of people that are trying to lose 20 pounds. Right. Or that are trying to bench three plates for the first right. time even, you know? And actually, it was very validating to me. Not that this episode is about me. It's about you. But um, we had a guest come in this weekend. Yes. She was from Boston. Yes. And we were like, oh, how did you hear about the gym? And she's like, well, you popped up in my Instagram explore, and I followed you because I noticed you post a lot of women. And I was like, yes. Is that what she said? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, I don't feel like I disproportionately post women, but I'm really trying to like represent all the different kinds of people we have in this community. Right. I think I do. I, I like to get a lot of the women. Yeah. That's why yeah. I send you those. Yeah. I, so. I love it when you send me those. But the, Guys, is it like a million degrees in It here? is warm in here. Can we open the door or will that ruin things? Yeah. No. It doesn't matter. Okay. There's no rules. Okay. I'm sweating. 
I have a question I'm dying to ask because I, I I learned on last week's podcast that you first like had contact with your girlfriend Lauren in the gym at UMaine. Yes. So like Yeah, I learned that too. Did you have a like a pickup line? I'm no, imagining no, no. it just like bro science life, like you went over there and like flexed no. and she was like, Oh hi. I was 150 pounds at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> Curly hair, fucking nerd, you know. What's I, your okay. bench? I, uh, yeah, yeah exactly, you're right. No, so this was uh, this is pretty funny. Yeah, so let's hear it. Lauren's roommate. The guns are out, folks. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's hot. I, I yeah. Lauren's roommate in freshman year roommate kind of set us up. Oh okay. Um, and she, her roommate was super, um, outgoing and just like, you know, basically. So I was on the first floor of this dorm, and then there was these chicks that were on the third floor, and my one of my like first college buddies was dating one of these chicks. And so it was like, hey, you want to go hang out with girls? And it was like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Wait, coming you were going to let your studies get in the way of your studies? Shit, I fucked that up. But yeah. that was adorable that Shannon didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. Um, so, that, so I probably not like our very first ever contact, but that's how I met um, her roommate. And then I think her roommate was like, Hey, I know someone that I met somebody that I think you'd like. And so I was at the circuit training. Speaking of circuit oh training, God. I was at the circuit training <laughs> section of the uh, Orono gym because I was too afraid to go to the the pit, is what they called it, where the free weights were. Oh, a tank okay. top on. I did not have a tank top on. Did I you have had, a shirt on? I, had, <laughs> I did have a shirt on. It had sleeves. I probably had very long basketball shorts on because okay. that's what was in right, 2009. Oh, the long, the long, really like long. Like past the knee. And with the high socks, it went up into it. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you're going to love this. I got catcalled, basically. And I'm working out with my one of my high school buddies that was like, he was the guy that was like, we should go lift weights and try to get burly, you know. And um, we're walking, or we're doing the freaking lat pull down machine, you know, trying our best yeah. to get that thing down to our chin at 100 pounds or whatever. <laughs> and um, these ch- two chicks start barking at us. Barking? Barking, like, <laughs> like, but not, but so in a really? girl, like, bark. Yeah. No, I can't. Okay. Bark. Woof. Sure. Woof. <laughs> but these two chicks running around the track bark. And like giggle and you know run mm-hmm. off and then bark again and giggle and run off and it was Lauren and her roommate. <sighs> so Lauren was barking at you. I think enticed by her roommate. Okay, because is she Lauren gonna deny this shy. story? A I can't bit, see. Maybe it. a little bit, okay. but um, okay. that's how I remember it. Okay, perception is reality. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay, so then but did, she was did you total... go up to me and be like, "Hey, you barked at me. <laughs> Do you want to hang out?" No, no, no. Oh, I think God. it was. Uh, you know, it's really funny. When Lauren and I first met, I didn't have a cell phone. Like, talk about times being different, you know? I'm trying to think. Like, I think I had a cell phone in, like, 2002. So you were pretty behind the times. Well, no, I had one, but I think it was just, like, broken or something. Okay. And I just, like, oh, okay. I didn't have one at the time. And so it was, I think eventually we got, like, the formal introduction. Mm. And um, I think it, it kind of just became one of those things where it was like, hey, you know, Kevin... And Sarah are going to meet up. Sam and Julia are going to meet up. We're going to bring Matt, and they're going to bring Lauren. Hmm. And but literally, our first the way that I communicated with her in the beginning was sticky notes on her door. Was what oh. sticky notes? Sticky notes. I remember yeah. in college people had the whiteboards, yeah. and you could like the grease, write a little yeah, note. Yeah. 
But it would literally, it would be like, I'm done with Anthro 101 at 11. Come down and see me or whatever. Okay, okay. So I'm going to make it a point next time I see Lauren to ask to hear her side of the story because yeah. I have a feeling it might not be. I'd love to hear what, how she remembers that differently. I think we brought it, I think I actually talked to her about it when last week after the podcast, but yeah. Okay. See what she says. Were you in the same dormitory? Yes. Okay. Different floors. Different floors. Okay. Yep. Andrew. Andrew Scoggin. Okay. Changed okay. my life. College was so much fun. Freshman year in college was the best year of my life. Hands down. Yeah. I, uh, I do anything to go back. And play like, when else day. do you get to live with a bunch of people that are, like, your age and none of you have to work? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, and it was such a bizarre, just such a bizarre time. And, like, the, peop- the people that I met are still the people that I'm in contact with today, including Lauren. Right, obviously. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what's, you, you seem pretty committed to powerlifting. Um, it seems like you have a long future in this. Like, what's next? Where do you see yourself taking it? Powerlifting? Yeah. I mean, I've got some goals that I want to hit, you know. Do you feel like sharing them? I mean, I obviously, I'd love to get, uh, I want to break 600 on the deadlift. I think that that's, I think that that's very doable. I want to squat 600 in reps. I mean, I've got this pipe dream of benching 400. I think I got to add some mass. You're just thinking up some more. Exactly. Um, the difference is, is like when I first, if you had asked me this question a year and a half ago, two years ago, I would have said. Uh, 650 squat bench or squat deadlift and a 400 pound bench and that would have been it period you know Yeah. but now it's more like I'd like to continue to compete I'd like to I've never gone 9 for 9 I've got to go 9 for 9 um, I just want to keep chipping away like, so where's I, your squat at now? well I haven't beaten I hit 540 last November in wraps I hit 555 after that in here Okay, so your squat and your deadlift are not that far apart. No, and my oh, biggest okay. deadlift is like five in reps. My biggest deadlift is five seventy something, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I was shocked when you you didn't get six. I got absolutely buckled. Well, the USAPL meet was another animal with the, the length of the meat and the bar. Oh, and the, bar, yeah. It just wasn't your day. It, yeah, totally. Um, but I saw you like snap up something just before that. Yeah, I mean, I got five eighty five or five eighty five from like one pad, and I got five fifty super easy. Yeah. Five fifteen for seven or eight reps or something. As a woman, it's so crazy to hear somebody say like, "Oh, I got like five fifty, so I should have gotten like six hundred, no problem." Like for for somebody at my weight class, like an extra fifty pounds is a huge fucking deal. That's like. So. No, I mean, a deadlift an extra two pounds is a huge right. Yeah, but I bet her 300 at 132 is probably better than our... Are you better than 700 at 198? Or 700 at, right? you know... It's, right. My, I don't know, my Everything goals for uh, powerlift, like, I love to, you know... I think, you know, with the numbers that I just mentioned, that would be, like, a 1,600-pound total. Mm-hmm. That's, like... If, if, and what weight class are you at now? I'm at 198 now. Okay. Do you think you I mean, would I'd move like up? To, I'd love to get to. I'd love to be like a filled out 220. Yeah. Um. Maybe I have a hard you're time. You're gonna need to. Yeah. I have a hard time. Uh, you're like me. Like I. I've been trying to put on weight. Like. Yeah. You know, I use. I said that for a long time, and I wasn't really committed. And I've actually been trying, and I've sort of succeeded. But some people just don't put on weight that easily. Yeah. I'm I mean, I think a big. I mean, for me to get there, I'd probably have to see like a. I maybe not see a nutritionist regularly, but yeah. like meet with one and say like, "Hey, I have a hard time eating after I work out. Right. Um, what do I do? Right. You know, or like these are the kind of foods that work. I'm not a picky eater, but sometimes like when I sit down after a. Uh, 
Like, yes, or I had a tough squat day Tuesday. Yeah. When sets at eight. Shakes me up, you know? Yeah. When I sit down, I'm, like, full. And that's when I have to, like, start eating. Right. And that is, I have to microwave my food three times. Right. By the time it gets cold, heat it back up, gets cold, heat it back up. So, can you just eat more earlier in the day to make up for the fact that you have no appetite after your training? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I haven't experimented enough with that. So, it would take some manipulation to even Mm -hmm. get yourself to be able to gain the weight. Yeah. And, you know, I've kind of had this, I think a lot of people are in this boat where you work, you know, I went from 150 pound shrimp, I've slowly worked my way to 190 pounds right. with a decent physique, and like the thought of just like shoveling Oreos, you know, right. it's kind of hard, you know, to, to try to just gain the dirty bulk. If you, you know will. Matt Winning? Yeah. You know that name? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I got just a one page article I'm bringing in on eating, because I'm, I'm looking at it myself. Yeah. But I have I, the same problem. Yeah. I told you that I've been like, I, I try to eat it. ramen. Before I go to bed. Yeah, I've been trying that. Um, yeah, people in the real world don't get it, but when you're actually like pushing the physical limits of your body, it's like, it's a whole different. Nobody thing. understands the right. weight gain thing. And like, I thought for a while that it was stimulants that were causing me not to. Uh, they don't oh, have. Oh, is that why you cut all that stuff out? Well, f- well, for one, for the USAPL, the pre-workout that I was taking, oh. I was worried that there was a, a something in there that would right. get me popped. So mm-hmm. I just went coffee. Mm-hmm. And even just a coffee, or even sometimes no coffee, right. can make a difference. Right. It was the. I get stimulated just by being active. Right. But those won't help you gain weight either. No. Because your metabolism gets... It's crank. It's, yeah, my my metabolism is crazy too. Yeah. It just, the way, it seems like the yeah. more that I eat, the more that I go to the bathroom. I like, mean, the thing is, like, looking at somebody like Matt, like, I can picture you getting into the 200s, but, like, filling out 220, that's a long way to go. I've weighed 210 for about two minutes. Yeah. And that was, like, the day after a weigh-in for me. And that was eating all day. And, you know, fried chicken and waffles we'll and pizza and... Well, you're also only, like, in your mid-20s. Yeah, like, you have a long way to go. Like, yeah. And I hate to say this, but, like, people get all down on themselves when they don't get their 600-pound deadlift. But, like, I hate to say it, but if you accomplished all that shit right now, then what the hell are you going to do in your 30s and your 40s? Yeah, where you got to go. Right. Like, it doesn't suck to save some goals. For no, and, like, I had this mentality for a while that, like, you know, you know I could crank you know, five... 30 for 10 stop and go mm-hmm. no problem or whatever that I like deserved or that like I was due for a 600 pound deadlift but that's just not the case you know I gotta right. I, pace yourself my mentality has changed there that like I need to kind of earn it what about bodybuilding would you ever do it? no yeah, I don't like uh, it's too uh, superficial I respect the hell out of people that do it yeah. I have a lot of close friends and you know Scott Bauman and all his dudes and Nick Lefebvre however you pronounce his last name I, I have tons of respect for it I've been to bodybuilding contests I can't take it seriously yeah I had lunch I have this group of girls that I have lunch with I had lunch with them today two of them one of them's into bikini one of them's into figure we're friends because we're all into fitness but they like I love them. They're great people. They talked about their macros, like, the whole time at lunch. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just, A, don't have the discipline, and B, like, I just can't care that much. Well, you could probably I, beat half, a couple of them. I don't know. I I, I, I'm not interested in dieting. It's so, and imagine that you are the strongest chick on stage, but the head judge is looking for a long-haired brunette instead right. of a short-haired blonde. And you just, lo- like, you earn, you should have earned that big-ass trophy 
but you didn't get it because of a bias. You can't See, bias a, a 606 squad versus a 600-pound squad. He's you know? an engineer through and through. He can't handle the subjectivity. Yeah. No. <laughs> right, no, great. Exactly. Right. It's got to be... Right, exactly. That's yeah. absolutely it. All right, I got a question. Sure. Right. All right. So, you made the decision to come here. Mm -hmm. So, when you, you got here, what was the biggest... Well, all right. I took off like a big shot to college, play football. Yeah. I'm like, okay, here yeah. I come, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These guys are monsters. Right. Right? And you I realize, yeah. What's, what's the biggest thing that hit you? Not that everybody here was a monster. What was the biggest surprise? I don't know. Yeah, the biggest surprise? Not, yeah. Um, like what took you? I, you know, it was kind of like the... Uh, Part of it had to do with that I wasn't lifting with other people. Okay. And so that, like, I always wanted, I mean, like... previous. Previously. Yeah. So I always wanted, like, my roommates to lift with me because they were, like, big dudes that didn't lift. Oh. Or... How did they get big, then? Th th Freaking beers. What was it? Oh, okay. Got um, <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Big in the other direction. <laughs> um, you know, but then, like, you start meeting these people from different walks of life and that you have so much in common with. Mm. That and that, like, it doesn't matter what's on the other side of the door. Mm -hmm. All that matters is what's on this side. Right. Like the fact that like Noah and I have so much in common here, and yeah. that we are good friends, or the chance that you know Chuck and I have nothing in common. You know, like <laughs> the fact that like you and Chuck could have like a real conversation is kind of weird. You know, like you're in your sixties and you've been doing this for a long time. Chanin is 18, 15 years old when he started, That's but right. you guys have the same common goal. Yeah. And. That's all that really matters. So, but okay, but that didn't surprise you, or did that make what? Well, that surprised me just the fact of like who I would be finding camaraderie with. Ah, okay. Mm. Um, the shocker was the uh, volume of accessories and the time that I was spent here. Mm. I never worked out. I, I could, I would do forty minute workouts all the time. Oh, yeah. Prior to this, and now I, if I, I spend an hour and a half minimum, you know, and that's if I'm helping people out, it goes Good. way beyond that. Well, right. You when you're actually trying hard and doing like near max effort, you have to take rest between sets. When I was just a bro in the gym, that was my thing too. I was just like back to back to back. And sets. you're not and working when you're out trying with to right when you're trying to accomplish something, you actually have to take five minutes to be ready for mm -hmm. your next set. That's like a big change. But yeah, it actually like makes my heart sing when I see Chandon having a full on conversation with like Kathy Carson's wife, who is. Two generations older than him, they have nothing in common, but they're they're both here. They got like, one thing in common, right? And it's but you nice. you end up with relationships with these people from all walks of life just because like they're part of this community, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So that would be like either, not your but your the unexpected. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Um, that and uh, like the amount of like pleasure I got helping people. Okay. That was oh, a that's a good thing. one. Because that's, that's something one. you weren't doing? Well, I have this mentality, and this is something that I talk about a lot yes. with uh, the dudes at the gym. You know, I'm kind of at like the middle of the, I'm middle age, yep. or I'm in the middle of the age range for who yeah. I work out with. okay. And, you know. You are? Yeah, well, you know, Chanin and Mike and. Oh, in your group, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, you know, Eric's older, Ryan's older, Chanin's younger, Mike Fry's younger. You're the middle child. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And, um. I just got so much, like, help, helping Noah get to a 200-pound bench yeah. the first okay. time. Okay. And, like, I always, I had this mentality of, and Eric and I are, have talked about this a lot, where it was like, I had this kind of, like, fuck you, pay me attitude, where it was, 
if you're not going to pay me, I'm not going to show up. Oh. Like, just because I'd gone to engineering school, mm-hmm. I had a good degree, I had a good job, I've worked my ass off for so long, and I have this mentality that just, I'm not going to do anything for free. Ooh. And very young and naive. Um, and this place, helping people out, I get so, I got more pleasure, like, I got to work, I got the great opportunity to help design the high school that I went to. It's a $50 million high school. I have my name on the blueprints. That's so really cool. I had that opportunity. You know how many thank yous I'm going to get for that? Zero. 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 I helped Noah put five pounds on his deadlift, and he's going to be like, dude, I appreciate it so yeah. much. Thank you for helping me. Yeah. You know, thanks for the programming. Thanks for it. That was like, that was the, that's a long-term surprise that I've gotten out of it. Good for you. That's, yeah. that's what I was getting at, I think. Yeah. So I went around the gym before this episode, and I asked everybody if they had questions for you. Uh-oh. Um, so maybe we'll do some, like, quick fire, sure. easy questions. Do you have anything? For, like, a quick fire? Yeah, just... Um, if you had some myth in your head about how your, I don't know, your squat was going to go up, what, how did it, what, what dispelled it here, something? Uh, programming. Uh, it's not... Uh, having like, a plan? Yeah, having okay. a plan. you got to have a plan. All right, bang, bang. Okay, um, so somebody asked, what's with the head bob? And I didn't know what they were talking about, and then I, like, replayed videos of you lifting in my head, and you always do this, like, you guys can't see, but do you not even know what I'm talking about? That's an answer in and of itself. When I'm lifting? Yeah, like, before you squat, you do. Okay, so now you're going to be paranoid, and you're not going to do it. Um, Well, I was going to say, I might be head banging. Oh, no, I don't... Okay, so go back and watch some of your Instagram videos and you'll see what I mean and you'll be like, what the fuck, why do I do that? I'm kind of just wiggling into a position. Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. All right. I've also tried to get... I try to look down or not... I try to have a neutral spine when I squat. Yes. So I'm kind of... My head's down, but my eyes are up. I used to squat like this with looking up. Yeah. A lot of people do that. It's kind of weird. So it might be like a mental thing that I got to go through to combat that. What was your first meet? It was um, November 2016. Was it one of ours? Yeah. Okay. First meet I ever went to, I was a spectator for Lauren. Oh. I remember that meet because I had a long conversation with Lauren's mom in line for the bathroom. Was it our meet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, That's where I watched uh, Tony Petrino for the first time. Oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. All right, so that was your first—that was the first meet. What was your first meet? Enter. Uh, it was—I th- I think it was a year later. All right, what was your this, biggest surprise? Um, uh, the biggest surprise. On the—I don't—I don't, I want to say I didn't have a lot of big surprises on okay, the first good. meet. Um, <laughs> I definitely bit off more than I could chew on my first on my squat. Uh, I was probably how sore I was afterwards. Okay. I felt like I got hit by a truck. Yeah, that's, that's how you should feel. Yeah, that that was the biggest one. Um, taking, I mean, I took a squat at my very first meet that I would be like, there would be a third attempt now. Yes. And you know, I had to get. Yeah, what friggin- was up with that? Well, I had where no were idea. you coming from? There? I, I it was one of those things where I thought that I kind of earned this. Uh, you're like, well, I'm at a meet and I'll have all this adrenaline, so mm-hmm. I'll just add a hundred pounds. <laughs> well, I think I had squatted five fifteen, and I was my heaviest squat that I'd ever taken, and I tried five sixty two. Yeah, it's a big jump. And I like, like I unracked it and just started going down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just brought you down. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, honestly, some people like Michael competes at the Christmas meet, my husband, and he actually gets a huge boost just from like, that's not even a real competition. Yeah. But some people do get a really <coughs> big boost, but a 50 pound boost is a lot. I mean, my, that's still my best total. Well, the energy from a, just having people yeah. around. Can I, I, think I get it, nothing from that. I, I mean, you I think, uh, you know. I like it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you know, not to, I think that I had a pretty good total for my first meet. Yeah. Yeah. 1372 well, and 198 with zero, and I was like 191. That's, a nice, that's right. a nice total. Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite exercise? You don't look. Uh, my favorite exercise? Like gym? Like not squat or bench or deadlift. Oh. Okay, what's your favorite of the big three? Favorite of the big three is probably squatting. Oh, really? Yeah. I expected you to say deadlift. Uh, deadlifting's like, I could have. Because on squats, if I'm having a squats, I could power through. Deadlifts, if I'm having a bad day, it's like I ten percent difference. You know? uh, on which lift? On deadlift. Yeah, like if I get a bad sumo. hip day. Yeah, exactly. There's no no room for error. Mm. Yeah, you know I love concentration curls. I was gonna. Well, I've struggled with how to phrase that question because the other way I was gonna ask it is why do you like curls so much? And that's what I learned about him over the course of these fifty podcasts. That he, that he was a curl guy. I yeah. Know that. Oh yeah. I like. Uh, I mean, that was like the first thing I knew. Right. I mean, I literally, I remember when I, uh, so I, I come in, I come back for Christmas break from, and I'm, mom, dad, I'm lifting weights. I got a girlfriend. Oh, wow. awesome. <laughs> and I had, I think I had, I had the, uh, the concrete plates in the basement, you know, and I had a barbell and I had a, like a pipe mm-hmm. and that was my one dumbbell. And I remember just putting like 40 pounds on it and taking it up to my room so that I could do like curls in between sets of video games. So you were pretty much like AC <laughs> Slater in Saved by the Bell. I guess so. Shit, are you too young for that? Yeah. Oh. So. Wait a minute, which one was he? AC Slater. Yeah. He was like, he just did curls. That's so like all he did. But he I was don't like, say like by the, the buff guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I, I guess I should mention that when I first started lifting, I, all I would do is I would bench every day and I would hit calves, leg press, skull crushers, curls, lap pull down. See ya. Well, Occasionally, I hit the ab machine. The you ab did. machine. At least you weren't skipping. You six pack. You gotta maintain six. He wasn't skipping legs. No, he wasn't skipping legs. Well, we keep talking about doing a video of Matt Strong curling on every piece of I, equipment in the yeah. gym. Yeah. We just haven't gotten around to doing it. So when when we do, it's gonna be epic. And yes. you're gonna have to let Grizz in on your preacher curls though. Oh, yeah. He loves that too. Oh really? No, Grizz. Grizz. He loves the preacher. He does that thing he does. Oh. On the uh, on the glue ham. The preacher curl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I got, Matt. Do you have any final questions? Are you happy here? Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No, um, I, I think on a serious note, like, I was kind of in a, you know, I mentioned, I kind of alluded to it, but I, like, lifting weights is important to me. And when I, before I came here, I was kind of in a rut. Yeah. Where I wasn't making any progress, I was hurting myself, I couldn't lift. And when I couldn't lift, I would just, you know, go home, get a six-pack or whatever. <laughs> and right, beer or, like, abs? Beer. Okay. Um, and so, like, I found a, uh, a home here, you know? Yeah. I started a podcast. I met a bunch of great people. I'm buying a friggin' house from, like, 100% due to people I know in the gym. Within this community. Yeah. I felt like that was on my list, and I, I didn't get to it. Um, Congratulations. You're under contract yeah. on your first home. That's yeah. a huge thing. I'm, like, three weeks out from that, which is crazy. But uh, on a serious note, like, yeah. this changed me a slight a slight bit yeah. in for the better. Good. Glad to hear it. I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Thank you, guys. This was fun. This was great. I'm glad you're happy. Here's to, uh, Here's to 50 more. 50 more. You can spot me on the episode 100. Cover okay, for me. Cool. I, I need here. a break every 50 episodes. Yeah, that's good. I'm here for you. You've got to close it out. August 11th.
You gotta close it out. Oh yeah. How do I close it out? You gotta good night everybody. Good night everybody. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Thanks for feeding me the line.